Okay, <clears throat> we are on Daf Ayin Zayin Amid Beis on the top right-hand column. Uh, we'll start from the third line down. However, this is only in a general sense that we call the neshama, the legs, the feet, as Moshe Rabbeinu referred to even the generation that saw all the greatest of miracles as only the feet. The feet, again, are obedient to the head. They provide the head with the mobility, which it would not be able to achieve on its own. Um, and yet they have somewhat of a lesser innate sensitivity to the infinity of Hashem. However, when we get more specific, every neshama has the full-on form of the human being. It has the quality of the hand. And you remember the image of the king seated on the throne and his arms are on the armrests above his legs and his feet touch down to the, uh, beneath the throne. Now, when we talk about our innate love and fear of Hashem, that is, our innate love of Hashem, which is sometimes hidden, which we can refer to as the legs, and then we have, hopefully, a more mature, developed love and fear of Hashem that is prompted by our intellect, our capacity to imagine something greater than ourselves, and thus to mature our character, that is referred to as the hands that they are more naturally aligned, like the hands are more artistic because they're more naturally aligned with the intellect than the clumsier feet. And from this level of love and fear that is innate, that we are born with, we can reach a more matured level that is prompted and supported and nurtured and characterized by the intellect. Now, in the Shema, when we declare Shema Yisrael Hashem Aleikeinu, which is that we are reaching to the source of our very neshamo, the level that is called the mazal, that we may not witness it humanly, but our mazal witnesses it. This is absolutely unified with the infinity of Hashem. And from there, it radiates out in this form of love that it should be there should be a revelation of this unity down here in this physical world through the investiture of the soul and the body. Next paragraph, still in the right-hand column. Now, we know that the ultimate objective of the neshama coming to this physical world from the lofty level of holiness where it starts down into this world where it has to be engaged in material behaviors is only to further elevate the world. That is, through the letters of Torah, like it says in so many other places, that letters are uh, uh, analogized to a horse. Like it says, I will ride on you like a, your horse. What is the, the what is the metaphor of a horse? That just as a horse can transport the person to in a manner that the person is not capable of doing on his own. Similarly, the letters of Torah can elevate a soul higher and higher, and the letters are this quality of elevation. Now, you have the letters which can bring and can draw down. That is, that we use letters to organize our thoughts from a matter that is innately hazy, what we would call seviv kol almin, and we bring it down here into this world from the hidden to the revealed. And this is why we use the word oisios, which translates as letters, but also comes from the word to bring and to draw forth. And uh, other quotes that support this idea that letters are uh, communicators, transmitters, as they transmit thoughts from the abstract to the concrete. Letters can also be called stones, such as in Sefi Yetzirah, where it tells us that two stones can build a house, etc. So two multiple letters form words, etc., etc. Because although a stone is innately doimem, it's innately an um, inanimate object, and therefore it is the least evidently godly of all of the characteristics of the mineral, the vegetable, the living, and the communicator. 
that is like Eish, Roach, Mayim, and Afar, the four primary elements upon which everything is derived. Similarly, letters are also innately, quote-unquote, uh, inanimate. But when we combine them together through the Seichel and the Midas, we start to create form and message. It starts to sort of invest that living quality, that vegetative, vegetative quality, into the mineral quality. This is what David Melech meant when he said, Evan Masu Haboinim Pina, translated as it's from Tilim and Kufirches, chapter 118. The stones which builders rejected have now become cornerstones. Uh, that even though these letters are stones and they're seemingly something that somebody would uh, disregard, they're less matured than Seichel and Midas, nevertheless, they can elevate Seichel and Midas to a level that would be even greater than Chachm. Like we said before regarding the horse, that it can transport the person. Like our sages say, that if a person simply is thinking words of Torah, he hasn't achieved anything. It has to specifically be enunciated. The point is that just as stones can build a home for a person, and a person can't live without a house, Again, even though it's just stones, it seems to be pretty insignificant, but it's necessary for the person because he can't live without a home. So his humanity is dependent on the stone. Similarly, letters can draw out a revelation of godliness in a manner that can enclose the person. It can be like the home for the person. And this is from that level that is called Ein Soif. Because a person without a house is considered sort of not a person, so to a person without the godliness that is drawn down through what would otherwise be considered inanimate letters is thus uplifted that way, specifically through, again, the idea of the house, the idea of the letters, just as the house surrounds the person and gives him a sense of his humanity, so too the letters and so forth. And this is what the Pusik means that when a person reads to his friend and he summons him and he calls him. Similarly, through Torah, it's like we're calling to, we're reading out, we're calling out to Hashem, they should be revealed down here. Like we are told that when we study Torah, Hashem studies along with us. That means this quality of godliness that is otherwise called Sebev Kolami is reading along with us. That is, that it comes from the which is hidden to that which is revealed. That we see it. Because this revelation is into the quality of the neshamas of creations, which are limited entities, and it's impossible for the infinity of Hashem. That is not relevant or subject to any limitation, unless it is drawn down here through the laws that Hashem has imp- uh, uh, suppressed himself or um, subsumed himself within them. And therefore, when we call out through the letters of Torah, we are calling out to Hashem. Based on all of this, we can explain the Pusik that describes, again, Hashem seated on the throne and under his feet, which is the block of sapphire, which, ref- which is a reference to this world. Because as we explained, the letters are called stones. And in these stones, you have these two qualities. One is that it's a raw creation from Hashem. And the second is that it is made through a person, like bricks that are made from dirt through a person. And they also can be strong and hard. And also can be referred to as stones. Like we said, come, let us fire up bricks and let us uh, put them in the kiln. That they should be in the in the in the same construction value as stones. As we know that uh, the stones are, um, uh, are 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 the the mechanism through which the bricks. I'm sorry, are the mechanism through which we build 
uh, a wall, just like we build them out of stone. But initially, we still we have to prepare ourselves. How do we go and make these strong stones? We're now on the top left-hand side. And that is through firing them in a kiln. Like we said, come, let us fire these stones. And that's the only way in which you can make bricks. They need to have human behavior. They are not that way innately. Uh, they are not a raw creation like a rock. What is the muscle of these two levels? We can understand also in the spiritual sense regarding the idea of letters, which again are analogized to letters, to stones. They also contain these two qualities. One is that they are a creation from heaven. Hashem created the letters, but they're raw and, um, and clumsy. The second is that human beings form them and shape them like they do with bricks. That is, the idea of the letters of Torah are called stones because Torah comes from heaven. Hashem speaks to Moshe, tells us it's called Lashon Kodesh, it's drawn down from the highest level. What then is the idea of the bricks? That is the letters of the nations, of the languages that they have created, each one with its language and culture. Like we are told, they come from all the different uh, corners of the earth, and they all 70 nations, they all gather, and they each speak their own language, they each live with their own way, they use it in their um, finances and so on. But then when they daven, and they completely devote themselves to Hashem, and they they study Torah, and they utilize the prophets from their uh, business engagements, and they elevate all of this, and they use it in the service of Hashem, they bring it into a level of purity, a level of holiness that even predates any process of creation. And this is called chulin, ordinary behavior, that is done in a sanctified manner. This means that Lushan Kodesh, Hebrew, was drawn down from the highest level of Kedusha. Other languages are simply a common agreement. They are ordinary. And they can be elevated when we use them in the service of Hashem, or we use them to understand Torah, as we're doing now, using English to understand Torah. And then they become elevated into the highest level of holiness, just like the bricks, that even though the brick is made of simple uh, sand, nevertheless, through human behavior, we can fire it and fuse it together and uh, build a wall of it that is a wall for Torah. However, it's the only way that we are able to transform it so that they should become holy is when we completely devote ourselves to them with Kriyashma. That just like the analogy of the bricks that need to be fired in a kiln, similarly, the firing tr- uh, hardens them and makes them literally as hard as stone, so to an Avedis Hashem. When what is the metaphor of the kiln of the bricks is davening with such kavana and passion when we describe our love for Hashem with all our heart and all our soul. Through this, we fire and we affirm these letters that are innately strangers, but we use them in our engagement in business. And in this way, all of that intensity uh, that we have. Uh, uh, embedded within ourselves through our ordinary behaviors, the food we eat, the clothing we wear, they all become elevated in the service of Hashem when we devote ourselves with this type of enthusiastic, fiery passion. However, it's necessary that our engagement in the material, such as in our business, that be with calm and cool. And therefore, it should not have our passion. It's as if we have no choice. This is what we have to do. We have to sustain our families. We have to 
do things in, in the service of Hashem, and therefore, compulsory, we have to go to work. Like our sages say, we should make our Torah our primary identity, and our malacha, our jobs, that should be ordinary. That the primary purpose of why we work is so that our Torah should be fixed. And through this, we can elevate it in the letters. We're on the bottom paragraph on the left-hand side, and this is what it means when it says that under Hashem's feet, there is this created block of sapphire under his feet, Dafka. That is, as explained before, Hashem is, is seated on this throne, Kisei, case Aleph, Aleph being the representation of Hashem in his origin, that is then becomes invested and cast in, in that which is hidden and that which is concealed. Um, and it draws it down from the hidden into the revealed until it can even create an awareness and a, a sense of, of, indi- of individuality separated from all of the worlds of Bria, Yetzir, and Asiyah. And from this awareness of Yesh, this is what it means. It's under the feet. And this is what it means when it says that his authority, his malchus, is in all authoritative circumstances. That means even down to the officers. However, the level of the hand, again, we're making this analogy, this contrast between hand and foot. Foot is below. Hand is higher. It's higher than the throne. Like you imagine the king seated on his throne and his arms are on the armrest. There, there is no awareness of anything outside of the king. And that's why it specifically says, tachas raglav, under his feet, which is less than or lower than the throne. And that's where we have this sapphire brick. This is like the bricks we mentioned before, which is when we utilize the ordinary, such as language, and we transform it to be like sapphire, to be brilliant and be uh, uplifted into the service of Hashem. Like it would say that a human being can't know the value of a sapphire. And even though these letters are used by human people, humans, and they're, they're created through human consensus and not by divine gift, through Mesiras Nefesh, which is illustrated in the Kriyashma, we are able to identify the godliness and even the beauty, the clarity, the sphera, the sapphire that is there. Like we are told that God created it in order for us to then take it and perfect it through our behavior and to bring it closer to our seichel. How is it possible? We're on the back, uh, on that these 70 languages should be elevated through their engagement in davening and in Torah, that they should be like these sanctified stones until we can refer to them as um, these bricks of sapphire. But the point is, like we see, that every generation that speaks its, I'm sorry, every uh, civilization that speaks its own language, um, which is, again, a form of expressing what are innately these 22 basic sounds that can be formulated through the different uh, aspects of the mouth, the lips, the larynx, and so forth. And they are essentially no different in their sounds than Lashon Kodesh. It's simply a different way of pronouncing them by manipulating the lips and so forth in a different way. And you can pronounce what are essentially similar sounds as Beis, Shin, and Resh, and so on, because it's all using the same human uh, mechanics to pronounce these letters. Uh, again, the, the divine language, Russian Kodesh, is a gift from Hashem. Human language is mere consensus. 
And so to the shapes of the letters, uh, the, the Ashuri alphabet, we might say the English alphabet, they also allude to different things like Rebbe Akiva, who used to de- derive all kinds of lessons from every point and so forth. And you don't find this by other languages. But nevertheless, the pronunciation does have a, a, a similarity. Like we know that the source of the 22 letters are drawn from such a lofty idea from the Seichel. And then we try to affix them into the spoken word. And we see that these 70 languages representing the secular languages have a source in the letters as they are in the highest of levels. And that's why when we will engage with Mesir Snefesh, we will infuse Mesir Snefesh into uh, the secular languages, we can evoke that divine clarity uh, referred to here in the metaphor as the brick of sapphire that is under the feet of the king. Why? Because we have identified the holiness in the klipas noiga, in the hidden godliness of these uh, uh, secular languages. And that they also stem from that same origin with the same pronunciation and same sound configurations that we have in Lashon Kodesh. They come from this loftiest level of Tihira Ilah, like it explains in the Zohar, that from that loftiest level, Hashem hewn out the specifics of the Hebrew language and so forth. Thus, it turns out that the brick of sapphire and the essential uh, purity of heaven are from these different letters that are then combined and form words, and from words, they form ideas that can, again, clarify and identify uh, Kedusha and Torah, even if they have come down into this physical world, again, through the capacity to combine letters. Next paragraph, still on the right-hand side of Dafai and Ches, and this is what it means that you will see the God of Israel. It says earlier that Moshe himself approached Havaya, and they could not approach, referring to the elders and so on, because the source of Moshe is higher, even than the level of Kisei, which again is the way in which Hashem, that image of the throne, is a connection to the uh, the worlds of lesser awareness. And Moshe comes from a higher level, and that's why Torah was given through him. Because Torah came down from heaven, that is, it's drawn down from Matthias to Bria, through the quality of Kisei that we said before, like it says regarding uh, Torah, that it came down from the level of Kisei to the revelation of the Ratzon and the Chacham of Hashem, and in order to bring it down from Atzilus into Bria. This is exclusively through Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the source of his awareness is a level of Atzilus Mamish. Like it says, he was drawn out from the water, from the highest level of the water, which is a reference to Atzilus, and this is why we are taught that the Torah that was commanded to us through Moshe, that is, that Torah comes from Atzilis, from a Moshe level, and the objective is to bring it down to our level. However, the elders who did not have this degree of awareness, they were not eligible to go up to this level of Avaya. They came, quote, only from the level of Bria. That was the maximum extent of their capacity to appreciate godliness, and therefore they had to stand off at a distance. There was a certain sense of tzimtzum. There was a certain sense of concealment, which is not the case by Moshe. So it's like it says, that he could approach Havaya, which is the level that is higher than tzimtzum, the level of Shemelakim, that is higher even than Kisek. And since the awareness level of the Zikanim was from the level, quote, only of Elakim, which is post the Helam of Kisek, of the throne, like we said before, therefore, that's the greatest capacity they had, which was to appreciate the sapphire brick that is the footstool of the king, 
this level of the heavens, again, the capacity to combine letters and so forth, that exists even in the heavens, which is the letters of Torah as they are given and brought down into this physical world under the throne. And this is why it's described as the holy stones. There's also this level of the brick of sapphire, which is the letters that are clarifying and utilizing the 70 languages of the nations that, again, are certainly down here in this world under the throne. We're now on the bottom paragraph, still on Dafayin Chesam Aleph on the right-hand side. And this is what it says to those who are dispatched to, to the Jewish people. I will not extend my hand. That is, the hand is the quality of chesed, gevur, and tiferes, which is closer to the head, like we described the difference in the analogy of the hands and the feet. And it's, it's connected with it, which is higher than even the level of kisei and that concealment. And therefore, the elders who, again, came, quote, only from the level of Bria, did not have the opportunity to see a level higher than the throne from the level of the hand. They only could understand it in the level of the throne, that is the level in which it is communicated to them. It's like being on this side of receiving the instructions. And this is what it means that underneath the feet, and that's why they could not extend their hand to them. And even though they are called the Atsile, sort of the great ones of the Jewish people, like it's those who are, it is dispatched, like Moshe Rabbeinu Vayatzel, same root word, from his very spirit. Nevertheless, there is a difference between them and Moshe that they could, uh, could not grasp the quality of Atsilis that is invested within Bria. Like it says, they could only see, again, only the quality of Elohim, top left-hand column. And therefore, they could not come to that level. They could not approach that level of shame of Aya. But Moshe Rabbeinu that could approach that level and the Avois who were so do, uh, surrendered to Hashem, like the idea of the chariot. Uh, and again, this is also a, a reference to what it says in Shir Hashirim, my beloved, I extend my hand, that is to the loftiest of Neshamas, the Avois and Moshe Rabbeinu, and so forth, that Hashem extends his hand. This concludes the Mimer. There's now a further explanation on this idea of the throne. Again, the image, the king is seated on the throne. His arms are above the throne. His feet extend below the throne. We know in Seder Hishtalshalis that the quality of Malchus, which is the execution, like the legislation, like a verb form of what a king does to reign and so forth, becomes the Kesser, becomes the guiding force, the crown of Bria. And the Malchus of Bria becomes the guiding force of Yitzira again, as it trickles down through this process. And when we go back up, that is from below to above, it's considered Bria to compare to Atzilis and the level of Netzachot and Yesod outside of the body, meaning the level of Chesed is the essential Midah that radiates within the intellect, the concept of Chesed, the concept of love that comes about through engaging my intellect, not just my intuitive love, that through my engaging of my intellect, automatically we can have an impact and a sense of love and fear. And therefore, it is called the right hand, that just like the right hand illustrates the behaviors of a person's or, or illustrates the emotion of the person. So the person's feeling simcha. Immediately, his hands start to express that simcha, claps and cheers and so forth. Uh, like it says in the Zohar, and it gives different source material for this. However, as we move further along in the process of symptom down the spheroids, so the midas of the seichel have less direct impact 
those Midois, the second tier of Midois, receive their uh, animation from the first tier. So, for example, the person has a natural love for Hashem, like a child naturally loves his father, and that has an impact on his endurance to forever be in pursuit of that. So it's a higher level mida of chesed impacting the, quote, lower level, the mida of netzach. That's called the feet, that it extends beneath it. And again, just as the feet will express a person's emotion, he'll start to dance and so forth, but that requires more deliberate behavior, like the dexterity of a great dancer, in contrast to the more uh, effortless uh, impact of the intellect into the hands that begin to clap and so forth. So again, that's second tier of Midas, of Adam Kadman. They stop at Asiya. And the Pertsufim, all of these different combinations, and even the Igulim, the idea of a circle, there is no beginning, there is no end, there is no distinction. They all come up to that level that blocks Atzilis from Bria. And the Netzachot in Yisait of Adam Kadmain breaks through it, that is that lesser degree, uh, the second tier of Midas, breaks through it, and then can be invested in Bria, Tzia, and Asiya. Because Adam Kadman is the concept that Hashem has that he wishes to have a relationship, to be the king. That's the initial idea. And in order for there to be a king, there has to be a people. And therefore, there has to be some connection between the king and the nation. And the, 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 the aspect of the king that makes it down to the nation is only the legislative, not the full-on intensity. That's why Adam Kadman can break through and come down into this world. And that's why even the simplest of people who are not scholarly and are usually otherwise easily persuaded into misbehavior is ready for total Mesiris Nefesh, for Kiddush Hashem, because he is attached to the Adam Kadman quality that has manifested itself through the second tier of Midas, Netzachayd Yisoyed, to uh, touch him, even a person who's otherwise easily persuaded to engage in misbehavior, would have Mesir Snefesh rather than violate Hashem. Next paragraph. Now, essentially, what is the difference between Atzilis and Bria? In Atzilis, there is absolutely no distinction between Hashem and all that he gives life to and all that he causes. It all is evident and obviously godless. In Bria, you have already Malachim, you have Neshamas, you have creations, you have entities that appear to be separated from Hashem. Now, Moshe comes from the level of Atzilas. As we mentioned, that's why he was able to approach Havaya. However, the 70 elders, they couldn't, and they couldn't grasp this. They could only grasp a lesser quality, that that came down beneath the throne, the Adam Kadman, the way it's invested in Bria, this level of Kisei, which is the divide, divider that separates out between Atzilas and Bria, this case of Kav, because the throne, again, is something that the human being can appreciate. He can't appreciate the true on infinity of the king. And that's why even Yechezkel could only see the level of Bria. He saw an image again on a throne, an image of a person. Again, still only, quote-unquote, Bria, in contrast to Moshe, where it's infinite. Because Zeyaranpi in the six internal Midas, are called in the name of the person as they are subdivided in, and apportioned. Whereas Chachman Bina is the infinity of Hashem. It's not even called Adam. So generally speaking, Atzilis is this level of Chachma. And therefore, the vision of Adam was, again, quote, only the extended part, the illustration, like the legislation of the king. I mean, a simple analogy. 
we don't appreciate the king. We would say we don't appreciate the Rebbe. What can we appreciate? What the Rebbe told us to do. But is that really all the king is? Stop signs and uh, and taxes? Is that really, quote unquote, what the Rebbe is? To learn Rambam and to go Mitzoyim? That's what we can appreciate about it because we're limited human beings. Bottom paragraph, it tells us, the, this is a new mimer, it tells us that like the uh, handiwork of a sapphire brick is the essence of the heavens to purity. Now we know that the quality of ma can be mavar, the quality of bond. The, these, references, these are references to the numbers that we can uh, deduce based on the way we spell out the letters of Hashem's name. They also are reference to the male-female dynamic. That bond is what the man, uh, uh, the, the man bond are, are able to um, uh, identify the godliness, as we explained, that the quality of ma is total bittel, just like the word ma. What? I don't know. I have no opinion. It's a total s- surrender. And ban is the level of bittel hayesh. That is, I am not important. It's not total bittel. It's just a bittel of my independent significance. That is, that the camp of mechol is the ava of Hashem, the level of yesh, to have bittel be'etzim. And there's two levels in, in ma and the level of ban. Um, that bring to revelation the quality of Ma and the quality of Ban. These are the letters through which we are able to reveal a bitl be'etzem, that is a total surrender, or is it only, again, quote, bitl ayesh. Now, the power of letters of Ma are called the stones. Like we said earlier in the previous mimer, two stones can make a house and so on. Because a stone is a divine creation. And like the word even is aleph, Ban, because again, the shame ma, which comes out to 45, is when you spell hey with hey aleph. Again, just to, to quickly, yud is spelled yud vav dalit. How do you spell the name of the letter hey? You could spell it hey hey, you could spell it hey aleph. So if you spell it hey aleph, that's how you get to 45. That is made a stone by heaven. Levanian bricks are made by human beings. That is made from mud and dust and it's fired in a kiln, and it becomes as hard as stone, and thus it's ready to be built. Okay, we'll stop here on the very top of Ahmed Bay's.